Becoming a chiropractor? Ever been in a cryo chamber? You ever have an idea with your friend and want to make it a business? Serving up at the breakfast buffet, we have Joe Machitelli, owner and founder of Thrive Sports Recovery. I hope you guys will enjoy. Do it! Great jazz of We have Joe Machitelli from Thrive, owner and founder of Thrive Sports Recovery and Rehab, a chiropractor. So what's up, Joe? How you doing? What's up, Ray? How we doing, buddy? Doing good. Making making the best out of uh, the worst times. So um, how about you? How you how you handling everything? Same thing, man. Same thing. Just trying to, you know, do something physical every day, do something for mental health every day and just stay as positive as you can be during times like this. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, you opened up, you know, you opened up uh, Thrive in in Spring Lake, what, uh, 2017. And now you have a second place, right? Yes. In in Point Pleasant. Um, When, uh, I mean, with the whole quarantine, how was that? been affected of course it has an effect but um so for the last few weeks we have been closed um we are working on protocols right now to try and transition back into opening up my partner and i aj the one who opened it with me in 2017 um we are working on those protocols and trying to be as safe as possible um we have been able to get work done in our new location which will be in point pleasant um we're getting you know we got a lot of the construction done um, we're getting supplies in. It, it slowed down because it should have already been open and running by now. But we are getting stuff done, and we're just trying to push forward with that and hoping to have that office open very close to the same time as our Spring Lake reopening. Right, right. So that's it's good, you know, taking the right precautions and everything. So you found you had this idea, right, with with uh, with AJ. You know, he was one of your friends. How did you guys just come up with this idea? Were you guys you know, I know AJ's an acupuncturer, yes. and uh, you know you're a chiropractor. You guys were studying those things in college, and then you guys just had this idea. So um, AJ um, knew longer than I did exactly what he wanted to do. He always knew he wanted to do acupuncture, and he always knew he wanted to do sports, um, which was awesome um, because you know kind of put you on the right path early on. I always knew I wanted to do sports, but I wasn't always sure that I wanted to be a chiropractor. I was leaning towards you know um, orthopedics or physical therapy when I first got there. Um, and then as I went along my education, got some job opportunities and internships, I, I steered towards the chiropractor realm. Um, but t- uh, probably like 12 years ago now, um, AJ and I, um, I think he graduated two years before me or some, yeah, I think he graduated two years before me. So when I was a sophomore, he was a senior, um, but we spent a lot of time together. We were in the bullpen, you know, he was a setup guy. I was the closer. So you know, we pitched, we each pitched about 20 games a year with each other. So we're always hanging out. Um, and in, in, you know, college sports and stuff like that, you know, you were a wrestler. So you spend a lot, even when you're not practicing or playing, you're spending all your time with the same people. So him and I spent a lot of time together and we would always talk about it. And, you know, we went back through our history of injuries and all the things that we could have done better and where we could have been and this, that, and whatever. And then we kind of just like, dude, we need to make a place one day that, you know, specifically takes care of athletes and prevents them from getting hurt and helps them stay healthy the entire time they're playing. Um, and that was it. So, you know, we steered down that road, you know, we both went our professional ways and we kind of deviated for a little bit, got some, you know, experience under our belts. And then, you know, about three years ago, about three and a half years ago, we started throwing stuff back and forth about opening up. It probably took us a solid year to year and a half 
to get everything we needed to to open up and get the business up and running. Yeah, when 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 I go there, when I when I go into Thrive, it it has that feel of like a family in a in a community. Um, the best way to kind of you know describe it is you know if you're a college athlete, you go into a trainer's room and you know your buddies are there. You know you have the training staff and they're always super nice. And that was the vibe I got there. It was like you go into Thrive, you know, you have the great great ladies at the front desk, and then you got yourself, AJ, Ed. You guys are just a big. I feel like you guys are my bros, you know, you go in there, yeah. you take care of everyone. definitely a great vibe to go in there. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate everything that you, you help us with when it's, you know, chiropractor, acupuncture, you guys even have the cryo chamber. Uh, what was the process of getting that cryo chamber? I know it's a, it's the big thing now to do. Yeah. So that was one hell of a process. So we opened up 2017 in December and then we were in talks all through the summer of 2018 with a company that custom built them out of Germany. We got the delivery of our chamber in like Thanksgiving time of 2018. And it probably wasn't 100% up and running good to go for like a year later. It took like a year of, you know, fixing and changing and this and that, whatever, before we tweaked it to work well. Um, and the problem is, yeah, cryo, I know a lot of people know what cryo is. And like, how could that take that long? What's, what's possibly different? Um, I mean, you've been in it, you know, and I, I'm sure you've done or seen other ones. So the co most common cryo is nitrogen with the head cut out. Ours is, like you said, it's a chamber. Your entire body's in there and it's cold. Like it's pumping cold air on you the entire time you're in there. So the, the amount of time you're exposed to such a cold temperature is definitely longer in this type of chamber than any other cryotherapy application there is. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, I, lo I love being in it because, you know, the ice bath, you know, you're in there for 15, 20 minutes. This crowd chamber, you're in it for three minutes. So it's it's good for people that are kind of a little impatient like myself. Boom, you're in, you're three minutes. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's good. <laughs> what is the difference between maybe an ice bath and the cryo chamber? Is one better than the other? Um, so there are studies starting to show that the cryo chamber that we have that gets the entire body cold does have more benefits than an ice bath. Obviously, an ice bath, you can't go under the water. So step one, you can't get your head cold, cold enough to really change the brain. So because of our system and your brain's in there and you're at negative 200, negative 180 degrees, you're chilling down the brain. So that affects the nervous system. So once you check, uh, uh, affect the nervous system and get the parasympathetics and sympathetics kind of balancing each other out again, you can help to reduce you know, high levels of stress, let the body recover from a nervous system standpoint. Usually me, myself, and a few patients, I'm not sure if you're one of them, um, I crash that night hard after cryotherapy. Like I sleep like a, like a baby. And it's like it kind of like shuts down all my sympathetic and I just get a good sleep for a good day. And then that usually helps me out for quite a few days afterwards. Um, so compared to the ice bath, number one, you get the head in there, change the nervous system. Number two, the ice bath is super, super superficial because it's starting from the outside of your skin in, and it's really not that cold. An ice bath's like 40 degrees, which is cold. I'm not saying that's not cold, but in comparison to negative 180 degrees, where you can really feel like your body getting cold on the inside, um, it's just a different feeling, and you're able to promote more decrease of inflammation throughout the entire body rather than just superficially like the arms and legs. Right. Right. So, you know, not only are you sports, you know, rehab place, but you, you got, we, you, uh, you guys also treat, you know, teachers and, you yes. know, re retirees. So you, you treat, you know, the average day people basically. 
Correct. Um, this cryo chamber help. I, I know I've read on studies and stuff. It helps with, does it really help with fat loss and weight loss and, and all that stuff too? So there are studies that show that it does. It's not a direct, like you're not burning fat while you're in there, but there is, when you get out of the machine, there is an increase in metabolism, which I think has been shown to help burn an extra 300 to 800 calories within a day, um, which that's weight loss. So obviously you can't only do cryo if you're looking to shed some pounds you have to you know exercise eat well but when you add that in on top of it it'll definitely increase your ability to cut some weight um in that sense which is nice right right yeah so you know owning a business starting your business um for someone you know that that has an idea and finally make it make it your own make it your own thing how how rewarding is that um, it's great. It, it is awesome running your own business. It is, um, uh, we kind of had this question before and AJ and I both come up with, it. it's like the scariest, most stressful, exciting time of your life. And that's really the best way to explain it because you, there's no, there's, there's no safety nets behind you. You know, you're, you're taking all the risks, you're making all of the decisions and you're trying your best to, you know, build a brand, have it grow obviously you're doing this to benefit yourself, but at the same time, you know, you want to benefit all your employees and everybody that works for you, because there's a lot of people that rely on you as the business owner to keep the business up and growing and maintaining the status that they live in their life so that they can continue to do what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So not only are you a chiropractor, but you're a business owner, you know, you're the captain of the ship. So how do you just balance all that out? You know, taking care of your patients, but also making sure your business is up and running and, and balancing all that out. So I'd say the most important thing to do, obviously, if you're a single business owner, okay, you have a lot on your plate. You have a lot of things that you have to do. Um, probably the smartest thing that we ever did was AJ and I became business partners. So AJ is the acupuncturist. I'm the chiropractor. We both treat every day. Um, but we also do have strengths and weaknesses compared to each other that balance each other out. So there are aspects of the business that, you know, AJ knows that I'm going to get done and I'm going to do them. And while, you know, I'm crushing those, he knows what his are and he crushes those. And then we, you know, come back together if anything needs to be discussed and determined and go from there. So I'd say, you know, having a great business partner is makes it so much easier. And it's made it the ability for him and I to really grow so quickly, you know, in the last two and a half years. And it, it's, you know, at a time like what we're in right now, if I didn't have a good business partner, it'd be very difficult to get through and navigate these these tough times. But having someone that you can talk to um, about the business and help you with different things and run ideas and, you know, help us transition through this has been you know the best part about owning a business yeah for sure and the main thing you talked about is building the brand building that thrive brand you know there's millions and thousands of chiropractors you know even in new jersey there's a ton and how important is building that brand and just getting people to know who thrive is and what they stand for so to us, that was always the thing that was most important to us was, you know, being able to have, you know, professional athletes like yourself and a lot of the other ones that come in, you know, wearing our name because it, it represents what we want in our lives personally. AJ and I want to thrive in our own lives and him and I are very, you know, we're still very physical and active in our lives, just like we were when we were college athletes. So to have, you know, people out there that represent what our brand is trying to do for the for the world and the community around itself is the the coolest part about it and we just thought that that was extremely important to stick to what we do who we are inside as a brand and not deviate from that just to 
you know, make a buck or do what everyone else is doing. We think it's very, like you said, I mean, there, I don't know many doctor's offices where you come in and you feel like, you know, you're in the locker room or the clubhouse or the trainer's room and you're just hanging out with a whole bunch of friends. And you say that, like, you know, everybody in there and you do know some people, but you don't know everybody. But every time you're in there, you know, it's the same, it's the same feeling, no matter what other patients are in there with you. And everybody gets along very well. And I feel like, you know, AJ and I and Ed and the rest of the employees that work, I've done a good job of promoting that atmosphere within the office. Yeah, for sure. Like all the all the Thrive athletes, like we we want to help you guys build the brand and and get people to thrive. You know, I I tag you in almost all my Instagram <laughs> yeah. pictures. You know, it might be annoying, but I need to get that brand out of because like I you guys care about me and I care about you guys, and I think that's something special to have. You know, for you know, for your athletes and, you know, we're not only athletes, but, you know, some of the clients, you know, we want to thrive and we want to build that brand. And I think that's, that's very special. Um, you know, you, you said you played uh, college baseball. Um, yes. Uh, where, where was that at? Where'd so AJ and I both played at the college of New Jersey, which is right in Ewing, um, yep. Div- division three, good school, you know, top 25 in the country for division three when we were there every year. Um, we had a lot of fun. I mean, college baseball, I know you're a college athlete. I mean, most athletes that come through have played college sports or something. There's something about college sports that's just, you know, high school sports are cool, but college sports were just like a different level. It was just a different type of, you know, feeling. And I guess the best way to explain it is like you explained in the beginning is like everybody just feels like family. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You're seeing these guys more than you're seeing your own family. Um, and, and the most important part was, you learn from your mistakes, you know, the injuries and everything, and you wanted to make that, that was your new passion. When was that click moment where you're like, okay, I'm not going to pursue uh, a career in baseball anymore. This is my new passion. Um, so AJ and I had similar upbringings when it came to sports. We both played high school baseball. AJ was a, you know, a very, very good pitcher in high school. He was touted to be, you know, um, <clears throat> a top college recruit. Um, I was actually an outfielder in high school. I was younger than AJ, but I was coming up and I was doing my thing and I was playing pretty well. And I probably had the ability to go to a little bit bigger of a school and play some sports. Um, AJ suffered, uh, an elbow injury pitching, had Tommy John surgery, I think at like 14 or something like that. And I had a knee injury, got in a collision at 16. So him and I both got injured early on in our high school careers, which kind of derailed us off the path of going much further. Um, and at that point, him and I, we still had aspirations to play sports, but we also knew that, you know, we could give it a try, play Division Three. You would know early on if you were something of a different level where people were looking at you or thinking about you. Um, but we also knew that we had to be prepared to do something else with our lives. And at that point, everything we went through, all the therapy and, you know, AJ went to acupuncture very young. That's really got him into it. Um, over time, we started to like, you know. I had my own thoughts on it. Like, man, this is cool. I would love to help other athletes. And AJ thought the same. And then when we came together, we were like, but there's got to be a better way. You know, there's, there's, you know, AJ's injury was pitching. So maybe there was a flaw in his mechanics or the way he was recovering or something that no one ever saw before. Um, maybe my knee wouldn't, I, I was in a traumatic collision, but maybe there were other things that led to it. Like, you know, you know, lack of strength or flexibility that I could have pushed through and gotten a little better, a little quicker. Um, so him and I were like, there's got to be a better way to take care of athletes. Like everyone in this world lives to be like, um, you get hurt, then you get treated. You know, you know how it is in our office. It's, it's very like, no, 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 no. We want you to continue to be treated so you don't get hurt. You know, there's very preventative there. Um, and I think that that was the thing that we tried to 
instill. And I think that's why we've been able to draw so many athletes as we've treated in a manner to not only get you better when you're injured, but to do our best to prevent any injuries from happening at all. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's super important being a, a college athlete, even a high school athlete, you know, to find, even if you want to pursue a professional athlete career, you always got to find that backup plan and everything. Like Eric, I talked with Eric before, Eric Carter. He says, yes. you know, right now he's studying, he's studying for his LSATs. He wants to be a lawyer. And me, I, I studied sports management in college at NYU, sports media. And there's so many different areas in sports that you can go. It's, it, the, there's a lot of opportunity in What's what's you know interesting about you guys is you guys kind of combined everything you know you got the sports recovery you know you got building your own brand so I think that that's that's very impressive and uh, you know it's all it's awesome to see and that's why you have so many great athletes in there. Um, how do you balance and what how do you um, just tell a difference and and treat you know uh, treat different patients you know compared to being a professional athlete to like like I said the teachers or you know just just uh, common common everyday people. Um, uh, the way we, I guess it's just every person that comes in, we treat them completely different. And I guess we just try to be as transparent and the best communicators that we can be. Um, you know, we understand that everybody has different goals. So that's really where it comes down to what's your goal. You know, I know Eric's goal is to be able to play basketball and not get injured. You're a professional wrestler. We have a lot of MMA fighters. Um, so everybody has a goal. And then you go from like a teacher or a retired teacher that still is very active and wants to be able to go to the gym five days a week. So, you know, I got to know your goal and then I can know how far I can push you. So that's really the difference. What, what are you trying to accomplish? And then that tells me how hard I have to push you or help you to get you to accomplish it. Um, and what you can withstand. And then clearly, obviously the younger you are, the more you can take, the older you are, the less we do, you know, that's just, that's common treatments as we get through. But I, that would be my best explanation of how we determine. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. And the, and what's very impressive is you guys work as a team. So each each uh, each athlete and each person and thrive. You guys know them personally and what they need. You know, and and you know whether you know I feel like you AJ and Ed, you guys all talk and and come up with a plan for that specific athlete. You know, when I'm in there, you know, you, you work on me, AJ works on me, and then Ed has me doing these prehab stuffs. Um, so I feel like that's very important too, uh, just building the team. How did you build that that team camaraderie and everything? Um, so when AJ and I opened up, it was just him and I for about a year. Um, and we, we were used to treating alone, but we knew that there was such a maximal benefit to us helping each other's patients or every patient that walked in the door doing more than one. Um, so we just built protocols as we went. We knew that, you know, AJ knows if he gets a patient that comes in and wants acupuncture and they have a neck or a low back issue, you know, he, he knows what I do very well. So he's able to explain it to them and make them feel comfortable knowing that what I'm going to do complements what he's doing and vice versa for me. So I'd say the number one thing we had to do was when we first got there, AJ and I had to really understand what him and I did. And, you know, we got treated by each other often in the beginning. Um, just to make sure that, you know, I fully understood what he was doing. And I asked a lot of questions and he did the same to me. So I think that that was it. And then once we had our physical therapist, Ed, come in, you know, we discussed with him what we do, explained to him. He showed us what he does. And we tried to figure out we just try to figure out a complementary system at all times to help everybody from every approach. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's just being able to do that. That's that's fantastic. You know, like we touched before, you know, the Thrive Athletes, like we're feeling a part of you know, a part of the culture, a part of the Thrive brand. Um, 
What was some, I, I call this adversity moment. What is some adversity you've been through, you know, either in your life or as a chiropractor treating patients that you've been through that's a part of you and part of your story, something that, you know, part of your journey that you learned? Um, I'd say my biggest adversity that led me down the road, this road was being injured when I was 16 years old. Um, when I was in high school, like I felt I was on, I was on top of the world. I was good at sport. I defined myself by my ability to play baseball. You know, that was my, I'm a baseball player. I'm a baseball player. I'm a baseball player. I'm going to be a professional baseball player. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. That was always me. And I defined myself by that. So I guess that once I got injured, that kind of put me in a rut and it put me in a position where, um, I didn't know how to define myself. And I think that that taught me a lot of mental strength as I've gotten older, because, you know, I didn't learn this until recently. Um, but I had to learn my self-worth was not attached to those performances or that athletic ability. That's not my self-worth. My self-worth is, is attached to my opinion of myself as being a good person, a good man, a good doctor, a good husband. You know, that's, that's I'd say, the adversity that I had to learn through. And by learning that and controlling my own mental health and the way I feel towards myself, I'm able to now give more of myself to everybody else in my life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you feel more, you feel more thankful and appreciative of what you have, you know, because life isn't, isn't about those achievements. You know, it's not about getting that national champ, not about getting that state title. You know, it's about people around you and building the connections and relationships and, and helping everyone, you know, because we're all in this, we're all in this together. Um, what are, um, you know, we talked about, you know, Thrive Athletes again. What are some, uh, what is it like a difficult, not a difficult athlete, but a, a, a serious uh, a serious injury that one of these athletes went through and you had to treat them and, and just get them through? Yeah, so I'd say um, some of the toughest to deal with when it comes to athletes. I mean, we're a lot of combat sports. You know that. And anyone who goes on our Instagram or Facebook, we're a lot of combat sports. You know, some some champs from the UFC and contenders, a lot of them have come through our door. Um, I would say the most difficult in that world has been um, knee injuries because as a combat athlete, when your knee's jacked up, you know, you can't run, you can't condition, it's hard to cut weight, you can't put weight on that one leg, so it puts you in a bad position when you get in the ring, you get in the octagon, um, and it just it makes it very difficult. Plus, the next thing is <clears throat> most of our athletes, you know, every time they get called to fight or have a match or anything like that, like that's their life. That's how they make their money. That's how they survive. And you're not going to be able to look a professional athlete in the face and tell them that they're not allowed to compete for the next six to eight months. They don't want to hear that. And we we're very transparent with them. We let them know, like, listen, this is what you have going on. Um, it's not completely, maybe it's not torn all the way. You know, you don't need surgery right now. However, your knee's bad. So, I know you're not going to not fight, so fight. What's the worst that happens is you have to get some sort of surgery afterwards. Okay. But, you know, we do our best to navigate and, you know, change what they're doing on a daily basis to make sure that they can still get in there and fight for their life. That's how they make their living. That's what they do. So I'd say those are some of the most difficult ones is, like, we have some knees and stuff like that come in with a combat athlete just puts us in a spot where we want to do everything we can and we're just transparent with them and let them make the decision. But, you know, um, we have had other issues in the past. Like we've had shoulder issues with wrestlers. They can't lift their arm up real hard to wrestle. If you can't lift your arm up. Um, we got lucky though, because, you know, it, we were able to diagnose it quickly, treat it quickly. The kid went on to, I think one regions or took high placing in regions and went to States and, you know, did well overall. 
And, you know, he looked at us and he's like, listen, I'm a senior. I, I just want to do better than I did last year. You know, I want to become all state. I want to do this, I want to do that. And, you know, we were able to help him and get him, you know, I think he got on the podium on all three, which is sick. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and, um, you know, what, what's great about it is, you know, what I learned, you know, even when I go in there, I'm, I'm always willing to learn. And, and so I feel like you are too, you know, we call it the white belt, white belt mentality where you're learning and picking people's different, different brains. And what I like about going in there is like, you got to show me all these, you know, prehab stuff and recovery stuff. And I'm always asking questions and I'm always learning. And you guys, you know, the reason why you do this is because, you know, it helps with these muscles. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that impressed me. Like even you, you're willing to learn, you know, from the whole team and even the athletes there. So how mm -hmm. important is that for you, you know, soaking up all this information? Uh, it's huge. So I would say the number one thing I would tell anybody is there's no such thing as an expert. Nobody knows it all. And nobody knows it all in anything. I don't know. I don't know everything there is about chiropractic sports recovery. I just know what I learned on a daily basis. And I try to learn a little bit more every day from my patients, from my people, from anything I can. So that's the best way to approach life. Learn, try to learn something new from somebody every single day. It, and it doesn't even have to be in your field. Who cares? Just learn something new because when you're constantly trying to learn, your brain stays in that position and you don't get, you know, pinholed to only doing something a certain way. You're always open to learning new ways to get something accomplished. Right. Yeah. There's, there's thousands and thousands of ways of doing stuff. Um, especially now in, uh, you know, this whole quarantine situation, being able to learn, learning new skills is very important right now. What are some things that, you know, people and athletes can do at home in quarantine. You know, we can't go to places. We can't, some people can't work out. Some, you know, we can't go to thrive. What are some things that people could do at home? Um, so there's so many things available right now for online workouts and recovery. You can YouTube or any, or anything. Um, but AJ and I want to be a resource for anybody who needs it. We're doing our best to help every single person we can. Um, me personally, I've had two or three friends reached out that I don't treat at my office, two or three friends that have reached out in the last couple of weeks that had questions and asked me what they can and cannot do. You know, I'll send them a video, I'll film a video, I'll type it back to them, I'll do whatever I can. So <clears throat> if you need anything, you can reach out to us and, you know, we'll do our best. And if we don't have the answers, we'll put you on to somebody who may have the answer. Yeah, and that's super important, especially at a time like this. And uh, I asked everyone this, this is kind of put you in a hot seat. Who is Joe? And what does he want to be known for? Um, Joe, who is Joe? Uh, Joe is just a big hearted guy that, you know, wants to be remembered for doing everything he can to help every single person that's ever crossed his path in whatever way he can. Great. Yeah, fantastic. And what do you, what do you want to be known for? <laughs> I, I want to be known for... You know, for for being that guy, like if you need something or if you if you need help, if I can personally do it or if I can get you in touch with anybody else, I, I'll do it. I'll help anybody I can right. at any time. Right. Great. Yeah, that's that's super important. So they could all find you at, you know, follow Thrive on Instagram. Correct. Right. Where else could they reach? Where else could they reach you at? So Thrive, we got um, Facebook and Instagram. You reach out to us. We're very active on there. We do a lot of social media. We do way more social media, I would assume, than most medical offices. Um, and, you know, you can find us personally, myself and my business partner. We both have Instagram, Facebook, if you need anything there. Or you can email us, find us on, on our website. You know, you could literally type in Thrive Spring Lake, New Jersey, and I'm sure it'll pop up. And like we said, we're trying to be a resource for as many people as possible right now. So if you do need anything, please ask. And we'll do our best to help.
Awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate your time. Uh, any, any last things you want to tell, want to tell everyone? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, want to end it with, you know, thank you, Ray, for having me. This is awesome. It's great to talk to you. You know, appreciate having you. You're, you're a great advocate for us and our brand, great representation. And I would say for everybody at home right now, that's dealing with some shit. Um, just stay positive, keep that mental, your mental health, you know, mental health is important right now. Do something every single day to keep you, you know, keep your gratitude levels up. Be thankful for something. Don't constantly be dwelling on what you don't have or can have. And that'll help get everybody through this. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks for being a part of this. And thank you, you know, for having me as a Thrive Athlete and, and treating me, you know, you, you're helping me out and get me in the ring as healthy as I can. So I want to thank you. I appreciate everything that you, you are doing and been doing. Of course, right.